everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials, or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street, or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone, here we are. We are back again, and Sheree has put me through the ringer again. Y'all know how she likes to do this to me, but we are talking about Satan's slaves and Satan's slaves, Satan's, sorry, he owns them, Satan's slaves to <laughs> communion. <laughs> he is welcome. We could not, we could not do double, double, toil and travel without this nightmare fuel, like, what else is doing this? Like this bitch was like, I see what you're doing, and I'm gonna raise you an elevator. <laughs> this you skipping ahead, way ahead of this elevator business. We ain't got there yet. All right, this let's. A, we scored. <laughs> uh, if y'all have not seen these movies, please get onto the shutter please. right now. Um, there, I mean, it's terrifying, but it's good terrifying because you know, like there are movies that are terrifying that I don't like or that I like that I will never want to revisit again. You know what I mean? But this is a good movie. That's also mm -hmm. terrifying. This is my second time watching both of them because I watched both um, at the end of last year. Cause I wanted to make sure I saw part two before I put up my list of top 10 horror movies of the year. Cause there's never enough people who are not white. <laughs> so I'm like, let me try it. But also I'm a completionist. Let me see what they did first. I'm like, fucking skews you that first movie and then i was like the second movie goes even harder what the fuck do you yeah, mean okay 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 let's get into this because but we, we gotta start we because we, we both have notes on this this the family dynamics up top when you first meet this family i absolutely loved it it helps you fall in love with this family and you understand even though you understand their issues like you see that something is under the surface that they're not really dealing with but they're all such compelling characters i mean even the dad who's pretty absent you you still kind of care for him but i love the siblings all of them i love them so much even the sick mom like this family's hella relatable which is part of the reason this works and they don't spend too much time on it you just get it as they're going like people are doing chores people trying to find the money people are getting um, robbed by the mom's manager um, you see the kids pairing off the way they do in big families. I'm from a big family. And so you have the older ones who are supposed to be the ones who take care of bitches. I skipped that part. And you have like the younger ones who are living their best lives. And you're like, I'm a child. <laughs> um, but also they know shit's fucked up. And so there's that added layer of stress. And I have to be a little bit of an adult at times, even though right. I don't want to be. And I just, it's probably one of my favorite family dynamics I've seen recently in a horror movie and we get a lot of family oh, horror as we all know it, yeah definitely up there i mean nothing comes to mind right now there may be something out there that i'm just missing but this is great i and it makes when the mother actually dies it makes that death so much it's almost like th this up until the mom dies this is almost i mean it's creepy don't get me wrong there's lots of creeps and, and creeps and creeps and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. right the nightmares alone but when up until the mom dies, it really feels like a family drama. And when the mother dies, it like is sad. Like it's super effective. Like I was like, oh wow, this this is really hitting me. And in a way that a lot of horror films just don't do. I'm happy you went there because that shows how different we are. Because when she died, I'm like, oh, this is about to get fucking real. Because it was already. It was already like tapping that pedal, tapping that pedal, coming to give you nightmares. And then when she died, I'm like, oh no, what are we gonna do now? 
And dad's like, I'm gone. Good luck. Which is, you know, the bad signal for fuckery. Like, <laughs> literally the kids on their own. Oh, you know it's about to go fucking down. And so I was like, oh, no. Let me get another fruit snack and put on but my waiting blanket. I would have been that dad. <laughs> like, dude, I got to get out of here, y'all. You have fun. I wouldn't have stayed because we now know what mom did. And I would have been like, I don't want a kid that bad. There's a, there's a, there's a whole, there's a whole, whole lot. Like, ooh, okay. Can we also talk about this poor grandma? She ain't giving nothing. And then they ignoring her ass and she dies. And I'm just like, she deserved better. <laughs> but do she? Because you know, you know, you know, you know. She was probably all like, you ain't have no kids. You ain't no weird woman. Because older people always come in for bitches. And so like, when you're going to have kids, yes. when you're going to have kids. She's the reason they went to Satan for a baby. I, I know we don't have those receipts. We've not seen that prequel. But in my head canon, it's it her fault. your fault. It's giving those deeds. Sorry. I'm, I'm in the middle of End of the Woods right now, y'all. So it's stuck <laughs> in my head. But yes, I made that note before we found that. Like, I make my notes as I go along. So I made that note before, like, right when she right. died. Because I was like, damn. <laughs> they just knocked her ass in a whale. Like, that was rude. That was rude. I was like, you could have killed her some other way. Cause like, that is just rude. Be like, I'm going to get water for the family. <laughs> oh no. Glug, glug. Um, <laughs> it's, it's fucking rude. It's right. disrespectful. Uh, one of the things that is respectful though, is I love the deaf representation in this movie. It's not a thing. It's not a monologue. It's not a, I'm patting myself on the back for doing this. It's just kind of like this, our little brother, he's deaf. This is how we communicate I today. To, I, I agree. I love it. Of course, I'm always here for uh, people with disabilities being in all films, but especially horror films. That's what we're talking about, right? But so I had this weird journey with this situation. So a up top, love that the representation's there. I love that it's not a thing in quotation marks. I love all of that. I also wanted to be like deaf people still make noise, like. They can still grunt and scream and like they can vocalize. Their vocal cords are not removed. I said the same thing during uh, Halloween, whatever number that was. Deaf people, it's, it's a common misconception mm-hmm. that people think that if people are deaf, they can't vocalize. And some of them can even speak full, you know. But that, that was, oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I was wondering if he was mute until he started making noises towards the end. And then okay. I was like, he's not. Okay, mute. roll with me here. I don't think the character is actually deaf because the character is Satan's child. The character, and we we learn more as the movie goes along, right? I think the character is pretending Mm -hmm. to be deaf or being possessed or something because as soon as he starts talking, he's talking in full sentences. He can hear them. He is responding to their, to them, to their vocalizations. I don't think this character is deaf. I at the end, like I do believe, you know, I still love the representation. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? I what I think because we now know that every certain about hundred years, she had to have another kid to keep the other ones alive. I think that this kid was just a kid until Satan was like, "Hey, guess what? Your mom's loan is up. She have no more kids because she did. You mine." And that's when <laughs> I think that's when he can start speaking. But I do, I'm trying to remember if he made any noises right. before he started Maybe speaking. Satan gave him the ability to hear. Maybe maybe that's what happened. It just, I was like, was he deaf this whole time? Because like when, she, when he yeah. knocks his, no wait, that's second no. movie. Shit, they're all running together now. <laughs> no, can we talk about this first one now? And how this little boy was like, I'm an actor now. When it was his time to be Satan. Like when he started cackling and running around his little PJs, I was like, this is demonic. This was some Pet cemetery ready. shit. Again, 
Well, Pet Cemetery witches. Indonesia came in fucking strong this time. Like one of my notes is this is our first Joko Anwar, if I'm saying that correctly. But like, it don't need to be the last because he's got other stuff I've been wanting to talk about. And this is exciting and sexy. And so I want more of that. I want more. And next time we leave the country, we have to find out what Joko's doing that we can stream. Because again, that little boy is fucking creepy. That's nightmare fuel. You know I'm afraid of children. You know I'm afraid of possessed yes. children. <laughs> so I'm gonna be like, giggle, 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 giggle. I'm gonna kill y'all. I was like, oh fuck. Oh, and when he's like out there with the Satanists and he's like, come here, daddy. And I'm like, nah, nah, bitch. Nah, you done done too much. You done done too much. I was like, yeah, take him out. Take him the fuck out. No, like when they found out that he was probably Satan's son now, they should have been like, you know what? We all can't make it out of here. Bye. But I do love, I do love that when it came down to it at the end, they was like, we have to go on and look the other way. He was our brother. No, he he's is, not. He is Good day. dead and gone. He is no longer with us. He is not it. He's no longer home. So there's an what? earlier scene in this movie where the middle son, not the middle son, the older son, the oldest son, I should say, wakes up in the middle of the night, right? This moon, I guess, or something, That the lighting in this scene is so funny to me because it's so bright. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what time of day is this? And I was like, this moon must be like, it must be that movie Moonfall where the moon is like coming closer to Earth because it is brighter than anything. It is like daylight out there. But this is also when they bring back that fucking bell. And I knew when she had that bell, I said, that shit's going to come back. That shit is going, mm-mm, don't be ringing no bells. When I see a bell in a horror movie, I know I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> and I want to leave. Don't be ringing no bells. It ain't right. It ain't Christian. It is dark-sided. It is gorgiles and solstice parties. Listen, all I'm thinking is when you going to ring that doorbell? When you going to ring that bell? Oh, who's going to ring it? What's going to ring it? That's what I'm thinking the whole time. And what was ringing it was the question in fucking deep. Because... <laughs> They had demons run all up through their house. Like, <laughs> they had demons like people have got roaches. Like it was just bad. It was an infestation. I was like, y'all gotta leave. Y'all can't stay here. <laughs> Get out. You're in trouble. So also. <laughs> hide your wife, hide your kids. <laughs> there is no way that I am going to be sleeping in a room in a bed. Next to someone who literally just told me, I want to kill you. Uh, sister, brother, whomever, whomstever, you best scooch over. Scooch it over. Because I ain't sleeping in that bed. He just told me he wants to kill me. They were all too cavalier with, uh, we might have demons. Because they kept finding out new information. They are like, that is weird. And they would just be like, oh, well, dinner and bedtime. And I was like, no, 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 no. Y'all know something's up. You can't be like, who are we to believe this shit? Literally, the strangers are telling y'all that y'all got demons. <laughs> your, your brother who's doing the research thing, you got demons. Everybody know you got demons, but you. How are you less know? Mama's ex-boyfriend is telling you you got de- you got you got demons. You got Satanists. And, Watch out. And told you why. He literally was like, she got demons because of y'all. <laughs> she wanted to have kids and she made a pact. <laughs> and then they did the math. It was like, that would scan if it were true, but it's not true. It was very Gwyneth Paltrow being like, I wasn't in super I wasn't in Spider-Man. And I was like, yes, you was, bitch. That's what I was thinking the whole time. They were like, no, that's not us. That's not our house. How many people must die before you go, we might have demons? Speaking of deaths, there's not a ton of them in this one. Because it was creepy But when that boy got, when that, when that boy got ran over, that was the roughest 
goriest, like, that is, Final Destination could never. You see his face drug across the concrete. You see the impact. You see him under the car. You see him being drug. You see, it is rough. Sin. Joko did not come here to fucking round. Like, he was like, everybody's leaving damaged. No one's getting out alive. And I was like, damn, sir, what are you going through? Thank you. Um, <laughs> I I just, I am also just stuck on the fact that the father was like, I don't know what's going on. Let me go investigate somewhere not here. When he had to be part of this <laughs> payment plan mama had, where it was six years to have a fucking kid. Also, every six years, Every six years? Right. That's too many fucking kids. Well, that hurts. And, and we find out more about daddy in number two. So listen, put a pin in that because we coming back to that shit. I'm just, I'm still stuck out here with him being like, let me eat her body into the grave and disappear on these kids and this one when <laughs> and act like he ain't did nothing. Because that, that's such man behavior to be like, I don't know what has happened. I don't know who's responsible. You fucking did it. You did it, Bobby. I saw you. You signed that contract. Your name is in the book. Why are you leaving these kids here? (laughs) Also, can we talk about how it felt very, like, comedy motif when, like, every time someone died and they went to a funeral, it was the same shot. (laughs) It was, like, from the grave looking up at them, and they're like, oh, well, oh, well. (laughs) There's, like, three different funerals in this movie, and it's all the same fucking shot every time you see it, someone die. (laughs) (laughs) It's always the pre- (laughs) It's always the pre the, the not it's not a priest obviously whatever the leader the religious leader is and the daughter and then the two little ones and then the brother and the, and the daughter's always like progressively a little more like well that sucks well that sucks well fuck this sucks again how many people must die before they look inwards and be like are we the problem I right I love that you caught the daddy shows up and like why are you all here it's she's like. My dude. Yeah. You've missed three funerals. Get in line. I I love that you caught that because I was busy going, they bury these people real fucking fast. Like literally somebody dies at a funeral the next day. That is not the way America moves. Um, and so I was like, this is efficient. I don't know what it costs, but like, it might be worth it to like go and get this over with because people have to sit around in grief all the time over here. And then it's like, okay, let's all get together on Saturday. And it's like, not fucking Saturday. Um, it's like, we could just do it the next day and everybody can move on and start the grieving process. I feel that's healthy. I agree. Well, they also probably don't do all the bullshit to the bodies like we do over here, like embalming and all that shit. So they have to get it in the ground quicker because it's decomposing. It's, again, it's healthier. That paired with the fact that America is capitalism. And so we found we found ways of exploiting people's grief. It's like, don't you want the best casket? Yes. Don't you want the best plot in the cemetery? Don't you want this? And you had to make it a whole fucking production like a wedding. Like, again, why are people yeah. going into debt for weddings and funerals? That's not normal. But also we pay for fucking water. Especially fucking funerals. Like, Listen. there are two things you're going to do in this life. You're going to, if you are, if you live, you're going to be born and you're going to die. Yes. So, like, why are those the two most expensive things that ever happened to you? I'm waiting for America to get around to taxing babies. To be like, we know we charge your parents, but also, <laughs> you owe us this for being born, you little shit. Because America's heartless. And that's why we literally, what kind of sick... People are just like, let us start a whole business to exploit people in their worst moment. Let's do that. Yay. So my, I was also cracking up because every time this demon 
when it's like in the demon's purview or like you hear the demon or whatever, it's always fucking he- wheezing. This they needed to give this demon a damn inhaler. <laughs> this is the damn Pokemon Weezer out here <laughs> wheezing. Apparently, hell ain't got health insurance. <laughs> That's what we've discovered here. There's I, no health insurance in hell. This either. demon smoked. This demon smokes twelve packs a day for eternity. What's, it's been smoking twelve packs a day for eternity. It probably and smoked a carton for every child fine. she had because it was like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to come back. <laughs> <laughs> it I, was like, what is this thing doing? I'm just still stuck on that. Like she was like, we made that pact, and I'm just keep having kids. That's why she was really in bed because she was she had so many kids she couldn't do it anymore. She was like, "Take me to the king." I'm sorry, whoever the last one was, I don't remember anymore. Look, <laughs> true. The commitment to sparkle motion cannot be doubted, though. Like every fucking six years, like clockwork, but like, come on, honey, let's do it again. And he's like, "Okay." She was. <laughs> She was coming for them damn duggers, though. She was like, I am coming for you, 12 kids and counting. We're going to see how this goes. And the demon got her before she could get there. But yes. she was trying, damn it. It leads us to wonder if eight would have been enough. Like, it just. <laughs> She's like 68, gets pregnant. They're like, girl. No, do they keep her by the dozen? Not... <laughs> Let her find out. Let her work, Satan. Let her work. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. I I have to go back to the end of the movie because I wrote this line down cuz it made me fucking laugh. <laughs> when they're having that like split second of we're leaving that kid, right? All together now. <laughs> Somebody says he's not your son. He's never been your son. <laughs> and then the car hits <laughs> the gear and they fucking leave. <laughs> it was the it was the mom's ex-boyfriend that comes and saves the day at the end. He was the one that's like this ain't your kid. Let's get the fuck up out. The the, the zombies are out and about. We need to leave. I just thought that the ex-boyfriend is like, that was never your kid. It was never my kid. Let's fucking leave. Like, all the living kids are in the car. We gotta go. Because <laughs> in horror movies, normally it's all like, no, Billy's our favorite. We love Billy. We have to go and try and save Billy and like get us all killed. This one, they were like, what's done is done. Sorry, son. And that is the... And that is the one moment in the second movie that I take issue with, but we will get there because there was a question I had. I had this fucking question. But anyway. Listen, I, I'm i just here for that energy because it's big fuck that kid's energy because you know that's how I live. I'm on this for the fuck them kids. And so once the little boy started giggling and talking to his like evil imaginary friends, I was like, you have to leave him. You have to leave him. And in any other right. movie, they right. would have been like, no, he's just a child. And here they were like, I'll think of you fondly. <laughs> Good luck out there. I'm very sorry. What? Well, we will erect a memorial to your possible, I don't know. Right. Were you ever, you were never his son. Anyway, uh, so speaking of fucked up kids, <laughs> a little aside here, I was literally at the show today in Avengers of the Woods, like I said earlier. And this, this, so we have an actress who has a kid, right? But her husband just got deployed. So she is literally like a single mom now, which fucking sucks. Uh, well, not forever, but you know what I mean? So she's having to bring her baby to the show and the, and like the cast takes turn, like keeping up with the baby. 
Well, anyways, one of the crew, uh, they were talking about the baby or something, and someone said something, and one of the crew was like, you can never have enough baby. And I said, I can absolutely have enough baby. Like, it does not take much for me to be like, I'm out. Bye. (laughs) If baby's not cold for alcohol, then you definitely have too much. Um, (laughs) If it's cold for ice cream or chocolate, maybe. I need need more context, because I I know that's not what they think it means. (laughs) Yeah, so... Fucked up Again, she was having too many, and that's why Satan had to interfere. <laughs> like, <laughs> the ultimate birth control. <laughs> I, 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 before we go any further, I have to talk about how they were not seeing any of the mother's money <laughs> for her music. And that's just relatable because society is all about robbing people contract-wise, which is why we still have people on strike at the time of recording this, and why we have people on strike probably forever and always in some capacity in <laughs> almost any field on any given day. I Either why, on what? strike, about to be on spri- strike, or just got off strike. Listen, listen. It's pre-strike, post-strike, <laughs> in-strike. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I think that this is America's new favorite pastime, and I'm here for it because I've been saying for a long time, Capitalism is bullshit, and this is not the way we're meant to live, is working ourselves to the grave and then being like, I get to live on Saturdays. Um, <laughs> but you can't spend money on Saturdays because, again, you're in capitalism's r- real, and so you're just like... you ain't got no money to spend. You making money to... Yeah, I had... Literally, I had the realization the other day that I was like, you know what? I mean, I'm going to die in debt, so, like, what the fuck? Who the fuck cares? Like... Live your life. like That's why bitches going to London on credit card fumes for the third time. Because I I almost... Live your life. I was like, I'm going to pay my credit cards off this year. And then this fell into my lap. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Go there. Because I could be poor anywhere. <laughs> I've been poor anywhere before. I'll keep doing that. Because I... What am I going to do? My credit cards? Jokes now. <laughs> Them student loans. They keep trying. <laughs> um, we're all doomed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The world's going to die of burn out anyway soon anyway. right but, and then when we um, die somebody's got to take on the dead of our funeral like <laughs> which i think is the ultimate fuck you to be like hey um i left you in charge of this bye i'm be like you know that brother that i don't speak to no more he can pay for my funeral have him pay for Listen, it fuck it he, he's worthless oh. <laughs> <laughs> i can just go ahead and tell really? the hospital throw me in a ditch like <laughs> it's just faster leave him out of it i again we the world is fucking broken and that's why we are all stuck here waiting for the aliens to take us away. I really hope they do. I hope they just like, you know what? Y'all fucked up enough. Come on in. And I'll Listen, be like, yay. If, if it's that alien from Significant Other, he can come on down. Come on down. What that Beat me do? up, Scotty. What that finger do? <laughs> I would have gotten in that little Hubbard rail with him and I'd have been like, woohoo, we on Mars now. When she hesitated, I was like, girl, get on that bus. Get on it. Go. He's better than your last boyfriend, the one he killed. He did you a favor. Right. <laughs> Say thank you and move on. Right? So he kills a couple people. What man hasn't? Like, I was talking about <laughs> I was talking about criminal minds earlier today, and I was like, I think Reed was a real ally. Because every episode he got up there to be like, we're looking for me, basically. We're looking for me. I am the profile. <laughs> if you see a white man this age, this height, it's that's who we're looking for. All of us are suspects. <laughs> and I was like, ally shit. That's what that is right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right do you have any more notes before we get to hot takes i 
I just, again, have to compliment the deaf representation. I love to see it. I love to see it not become a thing. Like a lot of movies like to make things. Um, and so this fits in nicely with our other movies we've talked about this year, Talk to Me and Evil Dead Rise, where they had trans characters who were characters and not caricatures and not, look at me, I'm the filmmaker talking to you about a thing I did and I want attention for. It's just people living, which I think is more exciting than here's a whole three-page monologue about something that shouldn't have been writing about. Agreed. All right. Let's get spicy, Sheree. Let us let us, let us get to the spice. Ooh. What's your hot take? My hot take for this first one is this movie handles religion and non-believers in a way that isn't nearly as propaganda heavy as the Conjuring franchise. Because at no point was it like, we have to just like pray about it. Like, it was like, we have problems and we got to find a solution and we're also be screaming. And I think that is, <laughs> I, I think that I like that because again, as much as I enjoy the Conjuring franchise, it does become a little bit Watchtower and a little bit like, well, if you in, uh, invite Jesus in, you can all be saved. So my hot take is that this is one of the strongest cliffhanger endings going into a sequel that I have ever seen. When they get to that other apartment building and their neighbors are like, essentially it's Rosemary's baby and like the neighbors are in on it. It chef's kiss. Perfect. 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 Was so excited to go to two. Watching them dance through the credits, knowing they're coming to tag team this family, the next movie. Um, Cause again, I watched them both back to back. So I knew there was a sequel. It wasn't like, Oh no, it didn't happen. What's going to happen. It was like, I'm about to hit play on this next bitch, but also y'all seem creepy. Can we be friends? Oh, I, I was living. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. Because a lot of people sign on to make multiple movies and they shouldn't. And I won't be bringing that up again because we've dragged David Gordon Green enough for that trilogy. And I'm sure by the time this comes out, <laughs> we'll have started the other trilogy, The Exorcist, and I'm a non-believer. So <laughs> we'll see what happens on that as well. <laughs> I am excited for Exorcist. Just want to put that out there in the world. We will see. I don't Let know. me know how it goes. I'm going in positive. I'm going in positive. Let me know how it goes because I I just got my ass beat by Michael Myers trilogy, and so I gotta I gotta set it out. I think I was trying to make myself do it because I saw the cast, but I was like, no. <laughs> hey, it's better than the uh, Rob Zombie Halloween. Why would you bring that so. up? That that's too evil. We already talked about Satan. Don't you gotta bring everything up in here? He's making a third one. They're allowing this man to make a third one. What did you say to me, Trent? They're <laughs> What did you just say to my face? Like, <laughs> they are allowing that man to make a third. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I read that. If I'm making it up, y'all let me know. A third Halloween. Movie. I hope you were delusional because for whomst? For why? For what reason? What was the reason? Even what people was that reason? like him have told me that they don't like that second movie. Like even people bad. that are like, I am a Rob Zombie fan, which I am not. Tell me that they like they don't like that second movie. There are a few things in life I want less than a third Rob Zombie Halloween movie. Very few things in life I want less than one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one. Uh, Donald Trump presidency for the second time. There you go. <laughs> that that would be worse. I had to think about it, but yes, that would be worse. <laughs> that would be worse. Yeah, you had to think about it, but... <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, that broke God. my brain. I don't know what we we're talking about anymore. <laughs> what were we... <laughs> I just, let's let's move on. Let let let's go. Let's get back to task. Let's move on. Just oh no, we did not. Uh, how many drinks you give in this first movie? I'm gonna give this first one four point five. Uh, same. 
We agree. That ain't never happened before. Oh my god. I am also giving this first one four and a half stars. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alert the press. Call entertainment tonight. We need to be interviewed. I don't know what day this is because I don't know the future. Um, but when this comes out, it's a holiday, y'all. Leave work. What, if you was on your way to work, turn around. <laughs> call in sick. Get up with a cough cough. It's a holiday. Tell them it's a Fifth Street holiday. Like... <laughs> All right. Well, now let's move on to Satan Slaves 2 Communion. <laughs> What's one of your first notes, Jeray? Okay, so off the bat, I love both movies, but I think this one is creepier. I'm not saying that makes it better or worse, but it is creepier. All the things hiding behind people, harder. all the things moving around behind people. You know how I feel about that, Sheree. No, I was watching you it being like, Chris, I have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would 100% agree. This movie goes in quicker, goes in harder. I love I love the set piece of where it takes place. I love I, I I'm gonna get I'll get more into this, but I absolutely love this sequel. This is one of the few sequels that I think surpassed the original. I I love the sequel. It also continues showing us his family because like you got Reenie, Tony, and Bondi, and they are all doing with things differently, including the father. Cause like Bondi's like we had a little brother, we should talk about it. And they're like, shh, don't say his name. Candyman, shh, silence. Uh, and Bonnie's like, we need therapy. <laughs> um, but also they're still trying to be kids because they did this trauma. They they didn't do the trauma. That's not a dance. They survived this trauma. <laughs> um, and they're trying to put their family back together. And they're trying to like figure out who they are. Like Rini wants to go back to work. And they're just like, you should go to school. And she's like, I, I can't fucking afford it. I got a family. I appreciate that because we don't get enough we don't get enough women who are the oldest in a family having to take care of the family on, in media. That's accurate. Um, that's a real thing that happens, especially yeah. to the POCs. It's just kind of a given if you're the oldest, you're supposed to be maternal anyway. So fuck you. Um, and so I want her to get free, but also like they got demons every other hour. So like it's not a priority right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think it's so interesting that both of these movies start with Rini meeting with someone about business to support the family. Mm -hmm. That's super interesting to me. Now I get her. Like, yeah, I, I agree with what you were saying about the oldest, especially the, the oldest female, the oldest, old, the blah, oldest blah, blah, sorry. Uh, the oldest AFAB person is expected to be maternal and like take care of the family, yada, yada, yada. I, so I get her hesitation about not wanting to go away for school, but also I'm screaming in my head, get the fuck, get the hell out of here and go to college, please. Listen, <laughs> me, every time I see it happen, every time I see it happen. Uh, and I, it, it kind of breeds resentment and survivor's guilt for those of us who do escape because you look back at the other ones who aren't escaping and you're just like, that don't have to be your life. You can live a full life. You can get the fuck out. But to go back to your note about both of these opening with her trying to get help and trying to get what she needs for her family and being denied that two movies in a row. <laughs> so like when you see like the mom's money not coming to the family, you're like, oh, so they are in dire straits. But also like that whole bargain was probably also so she could like have a little bit of fame to get money to give her family. And then it didn't. They hinted that in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And now she starts to take care of her family by working this job that's like a pointless, meaningless job probably that she would hate in like two days tops. But instead they're like, you need to go to college. And she's like, 
are you going to pay for it? And they're like, no, you need to figure out your own self. Bye, bitch. And so again, it's, it's the denial of resources to people who need it the most that sticks out to me because that's something that we see every fucking day, especially over here in America where all the systems are set up against you. And so then they're like, oh no, so-and-so went to jail for selling weed, which is becoming legal all over the place. Um, he, he was a little thug. And it's like, no, he wasn't a thug. You wouldn't give him opportunities. You wouldn't give him chances. And he sold weed. It's not like he's out here killing people. He sold fucking weed. You right. smoke weed in your own home. Shut the fuck up. And so it gets me all riled up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, but yeah. I also think this movie, more so than the first movie, I mean, they clearly they both are of the culture in which they were made in. Like, obviously, I'm not trying to take that away from the first one but this one there was a lot more indonesian culture and history involved that i'm just not super familiar with and i'm sure that if you were you would like this even more but i honestly think this made this second film feel more rich more layered because you were getting like these socioeconomic comments on the culture of the of the late 80s indonesia and like uh, regime change it felt like in some places so it made me really curious and want to like look into indonesian history so that i can understand more about like the context of this film i just found it super super interesting and i love the layers that it added to this film and that's why we need more POCs telling POC stories. Uh, because when we get white people doing it, all of the nuance and all of the identity is ripped away from it because they don't understand. They don't fucking understand. Like, as a black person, like, there's only so much I can understand from most cultures. And the fact that we have so much in common, but it's also so vastly different, tells me that, like, Chad should not be writing these stories. And <laughs> that's part of re the reason it works. It's because, like, it's it's the unknown. We don't know what the fuck is going on. So we're having to learn as we go. And we're getting just enough to, like, not lose us completely because we're getting enough to be like, this is what's happening. This is why this is happening. And it's not, like, a history lesson. It's just kind of a, like, this is how it was. Y'all didn't know about it because you went to school in America and America failed you. Sorry about it. Not sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, especially since this movie includes so many more characters because you have this whole huge apartment complex. Um, the one thing I will say, and I have a bone to pick with Amazon about this because y'all know I get my shutter through Amazon, whatever. Because um, Shutter, if you're listening, please put a PlayStation app out for Shutter, and I would do that instead. But here we are. Anyway, the subtitles they were never where they were supposed to be. So I had to like guess who was saying what, uh, like it would be late or it'd be early or it'd be like not on the screen when it needed to be. So I was like, okay, that doesn't make sense. He didn't say that. Obviously she must've said that. So he's responding to her. It, it really hurt my experience watching this movie, but I still loved it. But like, I was so frustrated the whole time. Yeah. No, I lucked out because like shutter was on it. Cause I used like legit shutter. Cause I, it's cheaper <laughs> and I have so many devices that can play it on. So I'm just like, yay, bitch. And so she did the things which I appreciate because like this movie is so tight. Like it might even be tighter than the first one. Again, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I like that it, I like that it gives us more of these characters. It gives us more of these relationships. It gives us how they're feeding into their new environment. It gives us this community because we didn't get a community in the first one. We had like a couple people, but like, like you were saying, more people. And so we get to see 
who was friends with who, who was looking down on who, the classism of it all. Um, and this movie also fills in the missing parts of the story to make it make sense. It's not just being gratuitous. It's like, let me rewind a little bit to tell you what you need to know for that first one to make that even scarier. And now let's go forward. It's not like I had a whole show Bible. I'm going to give it to you right here, right now, then not make it make sense. It's like, here's just enough to keep you fed. Good day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you had such diverse characters inside of this, you know, because like you said, the first movie is very pinpoint on this family. Because you got this family, and then you got Rini's friend and his father. That's pretty much the extent. Uh, oh, and the ex, the mom's mm-hmm. ex. That's pretty much the extent of the characters in the first movie. This movie it explodes, and suddenly you have the youngest son now has like two besties. Oh, you've got well, the Bonnie, the new youngest son, because the other one we had to leave. <laughs> he was never your son. Okay, he was never, he your, was son. never your son. You are not the um, father. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As Maury would say, that friend was Maury. That ex-boyfriend was the Maury of it all. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Bondi had Bondi has his two best friends. His one of the best friends' dad is super abusive, mm-hmm. and then you've got the the middle son, uh, Tony. Yeah. yeah, Tony, who's trying to get with that one girl who's being bullied by that other dude. I fucking love her. I'll come back to that. But yes. Same, same. Super. I was so sad. Uh, and then you've got Rini, who's kind of off on her own, as she usually is, because she has to be the caretaker, which fucking sucks, but that is what she has to do. I did not write her name down, but the second she showed up with her pigtails, I was into her. I was into her. I was into the way people talked to her. I, I think it's Tari. But I <laughs> you're right. Be, Tari no and pictures Tony. on IMDb. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I was into it because she was putting up with shit from nobody. Nobody could touch her. Not a soul could clock. She was just like, oh, what's well, I'm supposed to be impressed by that? Fuck you. And I I love that because, again, we have Rini, who's a badass, but very dutiful and tied to her family. And we have Tari, who's a free bitch. She's not out here <laughs> wondering how she can serve society. She's like, I want to do this. I, I think this boy is into me. I'm making it work for me because um, men should be useful if they're going to be near me. And I'm like, bitch moves. Bitch moves. Yes. You you gonna be with me and fix my radio. If you wanna be in my life. Which was a bad move in the in the long Listen. term. She was like, take it, take it away. <laughs> she didn't take know it that. away. <laughs> I I was here for her. I think that had they not gotten the storm keeping everybody in, she would have been the first one to run for it. I do. Absolutely. So now that we've talked about the the plethora of amazing characters in this movie, this elevator scene. Yes. That elevator was the most intense scene of either film, in my opinion. It was wild. So you and again, we have deaf representation in this movie as well as the first movie. And there is no was she or isn't, you know, there's no questions here. She was deaf, because unfortunately she lost her life in the elevator scene. A lot of people But that elevator scene A lot of people did. That girl was splattered with blood. It was like a Kool-Aid commercial from hell. I, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it was my favorite elevator scene I've seen. Um, and I'm an Evil Dead Rise Ho, as y'all know. But I'm with Cat on this one. This one's better. This one's so much better than Evil Dead Rise. Um, and I like both, but this one's a different league. She's playing in a league of her own. And <laughs> she's like, fuck them kids. Well, fuck the-, the elders. Fuck everybody. And the abusive dad got it. And I'm here yes. for that. I was here for it. Because he was trying to chase after his son, after his son told him off. And guess what, bitch? Your ass got got. I, the demon got it. I also love that the elevator being out of service means it's harder to escape for those of us who know what's going on. Um, because not everybody can take the stairs. And so, <laughs> again, Satan's like, I'm not done with y'all, and you ain't going nowhere. And <laughs> I, while we're just at the elevator, because, again... All of the imagery is gorgeous in this movie. It's all unsettling and disturbing and creepy and off-putting. But this elevator is like a fucking masterclass. I feel like there's everything before the elevator and everything after the elevator. And the elevator is the moment. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And I also, like you said, visually, chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. The, The set piece of this apartment complex being in the middle of fucking nowhere, this huge fucking tower, and it's like housing all of these people and it ends up being like this nexus of Satan worship or something like I oh it's just so fucking good it's so good every every frame was art I feel like I was in a film class but I was also terrified and so <laughs> I was like I'm learning but also I'm I'm not well, right I'm not right <laughs> I would also be terrified in film class. Film class, it was probably taught by one of those film bros. But you know, here we are. I've been really lucky to avoid those fools, as far as teachers go. <laughs> but I wonder how they started out before they became teachers. Like, what do they used to be? Is there a shady past? Truly. But yeah. I- so go ahead. I was just going to talk about this scene with this damn fork. If someone came up to me. And told me, hey, dude, I dropped my fork in a hole in the wall. Can you crawl through into this abandoned apartment apartment to get my fork? I said, my dude, there is a lot of fucking forks in this building. We can go get you another fucking fork. So that your mama doesn't know the difference. Also, also, not my fork, not my problem. I... You, that's a you problem right you threw a fork in a fucking hole and you gotta go fucking find it like bondy was too kind it was bondy right i thought it was tony yeah it was tony who did that because it's the guy that's trying to you that right. was bully and ta- tari yeah who did it you're right yeah no and so i was like first off we we are all too old to be climbing through holes and walls um i <laughs> Especially in somebody else's apartment. That feels sus as fuck. And I needed him to ask more questions. I was very concerned. I was like, y'all have been through a lot of trauma. Do you want to add more trauma by breaking and entering somebody's apartment while people are dead on the floor behind you? And Right. How? Uh, I Like, I understand. You couldn't do anything because it was flooding. Okay, I get that. Well, why are all the dead bodies like in their own apartment? Put them in one apartment. Pile them up. I guess maybe respect the dad. Sure, whatever. The dad ain't respecting them. Like <laughs> the dad ain't respecting them as for sure. Um, but yeah, there was like a dead body in every damn apartment they went into, and at one point they're like, "Let's go check on the bodies." Hello, like you still here? Favors. Okay, bye. Like fucking party favors. <laughs> like you get a dead body. You get a dead body. Everybody gets a dead body. And I was like, 
we can at least put them all on the same floor, right? Right? <laughs> um, but every time they was moving around under them sheets, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Get out, Tony. Get out. But he never saw it because it was always behind him. It was like Blue's Clues in Hell. Because you were like, behind you. <laughs> behind you, Tony. Look around, Tony. It's right there, Tony. And I was not okay. <laughs> right. Um, and then you've got uh, the trash chute, which our poor girl, Tari, that's her, that was her downfall. I don't know why the hell she got up in that damn trash chute, but here we are. Uh, I knew it was going to end up with somebody's death because that little boy came so fucking close up top. And I was like, don't be doing it. Don't. And they had like the stick to like push it yeah. down. But like, just leave it. Just leave it. Just go. You got demons. You don't know you got demons yet, but you do. Look. <laughs> <laughs> but you do though. You, you do. do got demons. They in the building. Go home. Uh, Stay safe. <laughs> Right. Okay. We have to talk about my only actual like moment that took me out of this movie. I knew that fucking brother was going to show up sometime. I knew this was going to happen. And the minute that he does, Bondi is the only one that's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't, maybe this ain't right. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. uh, What's her name? Uh, Rini and Tony are like, that's our brother. Let's go. We got to get him. And I'm like, y'all, did you not live through this first movie? This ain't your brother. You, there's literal dialogue. that says He was never your brother. Okay. Like, first of all, when Ian shows up and he spins the chair around like a fucking Austin Powers villain, I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You were supposed to be in hell. We left you in hell. <laughs> but. Oh, I knew he was going to be there. I knew his ass was going to show up. We had so much else happening. I almost forgot about him. I'm not going to lie. I was like, we did have a little brother. Oh, fuck. Like, it was like a scandal. It was like a reveal. I was like, oh. Um, Where's Olivia Pope? Listen, it's not handled. Um, <laughs> but like, when he turns the fuck around, it, again, it goes back to Bonnie being the only person who's trying to like deal with it and process it. And so because he's living in the now and in reality, he's like, that's not right. We got to fucking go. Because the other two have been masking their grief and not dealing with their emotions of guilt and shit. They're like, we can save him this time. And I was like, bitch, no, listen to Bondi. You should listen to Bondi the whole fucking movie. Also the last movie, because he tried to tell you in the last movie what the fuck was going to do. He was like, I'm getting visions. I don't <laughs> think this is natural. And y'all was like, nightmares. What? <laughs> Absolutely. I was just like, that was the one time I was like, Reedy, Tony, what the fuck are y'all doing? What the fuck are y'all doing? It goes to show you how to deal with your shit. Because if they dealt with their shit, they would have been like, our little brother's dead. He's not coming back. As opposed to, we don't talk about it, we don't think about it, we just keep acting like nothing's off. Because, again, Bonnie being the healthiest person mentally in the family was like, I see dead people. <laughs> I That's not okay. We got to leave this place. We have to swim for it if we need to. We can't stay here. And I was with him. Get out the boat. Listen, I can't swim. But Make if, a raft. If it's an apartment full of demons or swimming, I'm going to take my chance to try to learn how to swim on the <laughs> in the water. <laughs> Right, I could at least put together like a little raft with some uh, a box spring and a something. I'm gonna see if I can I don't float. Know they got they got some stuff. <laughs> Pennywise said we all float down here. I'm gonna try it out because I don't know what to do. I'm not gonna stay in that apartment. Look. Nope. Uh, <laughs> another thing I really, really fucking love about this movie is that. I, we get to just have POC kids having fun and driving this. And that never happens. And so it makes me happy because at least somebody's getting a moment. How often do we see a group of white kids have this kind of adventure? <laughs> oh, yeah. Not as good as this, yeah, obviously. Absolutely. But- 
Absolutely. Yeah. I will say, okay, one thing we neither of us made a note about that we have to discuss is the the realizations of the father. So this whole time, it's this is so ex, like I you can see it coming a mile away, but you don't for whatever fucking I reason. Did. So it okay, well of course I you did, no man. Nancy Drew. <laughs> So the whole time, <laughs> so the whole time, he we we keep hearing about this this shooter that's shooting and killing people, like a sniper or whatever. The whole it's like sprinkled in here and there throughout the whole movie, and then and about halfway through, I think you see the father come home and put his briefcase up, but it's like really secretive about this briefcase. Well, and Rini's like, what the fuck? This ain't right. So why she... Oh, anyway, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so she's like, what the fuck? So then, about three-fourths of the way through the movie, about to start the final act of this film, she's like, I gotta know what's in this briefcase, right? So she opens it up, and it's fucking fingers. It's a, fo- it's a briefcase full of fingers. How they didn't smell that shit, I don't know. But apparently... They did. It made me think of the chicken Wild. finger episode of Community. Oh. <laughs> but these are not chickens. These are real fingers. But again, you knew dad was sus because how often does your partner go make a pact with Satan about kids and you don't know about it? How often does that happen? Right. So I was like, you doing something. I don't know what it is yet, but I don't trust you. And I think you need to also die. I'm just saying, let these kids be free. Oh. <laughs> so when it, right. When it, but, then, but then we find out that he was killing them these people to try and like get the curse off of the family. So he was trying in his own way to do the right. It's just, it's so interesting. I love everything about the second movie, except that time. Cause like Reedy is like, I don't believe you, dad. You'd be obsessed, dad. Oh, my brother's here. My ex brother's here. Oh, well I got to believe everything he says. So it's like, girl, again, again, it- but it's probably that caretaker energy, it's probably that caretaker energy that I just, don't understand. Again, the two oldest kids were care of the family. They were tasked to be the parents because their real parents were sickly and doing demonic de- dealings. And so they basically lost a child and that's and they're not processing it. They're not talking about it. They're not talking about how that impacts them, especially because you were raising your baby brother. And so they're like, our child is back. And again, I'm not maternal, um, but I, I give them that grace to be like, this is fucked up, but also it's what we know. And maybe we can save him this time because we didn't try last time. We just left him. And I'm just like, you can't save everybody. You can't win everything. You need to let your demonic brother go again. And eventually they get there. <laughs> that whole, this is another movie, just putting it out there. They needed a strobing warning on this movie. Because uh, this whole last like 20 minutes is nothing but strobe. <laughs> nothing but strobe. It was like a disco in here. So, Putting a satanic disco. But yeah, putting that out there for those that have not watched this while listening to this, if you do have light sensitivity, you might, I don't know, just listen to this last part. Put your sunglasses on. It's not English. (laughs) Put your sunglasses on. (laughs) But yeah, it's wild. Such a good time. All right, are we ready for (laughs) hot? I'm just saying, I fucking love this movie. Ooh. I think that this is a strong-ass duo. I love that we end with the couple we ended the first movie with, and they're just like, this all happened when we were gone. We should find them and catch up with them. LOL. And so it's not fucking over. We gotta get a third. Mr. Anwar, we need a third movie. Where's the third movie? Yeah. 
Don't you take my hot take. All right. Let's get the hot takes. Sheree, you we're start. Just talk about the couple, though. <laughs> you trying to get us out of here? I'm just like, with the couple? Well, I, that, you can you can do it with the hot take. I'm just saying, I love that we get our same ending, but it's different and it's unreal. It's unveiling another chapter because yes, it's just, it's the book. It's the yes. book endings that we got for the first one. We're getting the second. We, we literally get like the similar open and a similar ending for both of these movies. And I think that's very strong storytelling Agreed. and it, it shows that there's actually care in handling in the situation. Not just like, Oh, this made money. Let me do another one. Which again, we get a lot of over here in capitalism land. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are we ready for hot takes? Yes. Now we're ready for hot takes. Okay. <laughs> Saray, what is your hot take? No one does horror like Asia. I know I'm usually specifically screaming for Korean horror, but like almost everything I've gotten from Asia is like on a different level. Like I don't think we've maybe covered maybe two movies in our entire three years and change from Asia where I was like, okay. Um, and even the okays are better than the, some of the stuff we're passing around over here saying it's great this year. <laughs> so I, again, more Asian horror in general. We need a whole podcast dedicated to Asian horror movies. Indonesia, this fucking slaps. And again, I want more of Mr. Anwar's work on this podcast. I think that that is why I'm going on the first step of the planning season. Like, how can we get him? What titles? <laughs> what, what chapters? What categories? How do we get more? I got an idea for that. So, number one, I kind of hinted at this earlier. And by hinted, I mean I literally said it. I think this movie surpasses the first one just by a little bit. Like, they're both great movies. Don't get me wrong. This movie is chef's kiss to me. I love this movie. I need a number three. And that needs to come out so that we can cover it on this podcast. Because we end on another cliffhanger with the with the couple, of course, but we also end with the ex-boyfriend saving the day again. And he's like, okay, now I'm going to tell you, like, what what it really happened with your parents. And, like, when your dad was doing this and doing that. And let me tell you all this shit. I need the answers. I need to know what the end plan is. I need to end with, know what the end goal is. I do think this is leading to a full trilogy, which is interesting because the first movie is a remake of a 70s flick from Indonesia by the same name. Yeah. And I'm gagged. I did not know yeah, that. But it was only a one movie. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Yeah. This first one is a remake. That means he saw the potential in that first movie and was like, but also you could have expanded. I live. I fucking live. Yes. Yeah. I will be tracking down the original immediately. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, apparently the, the first one is a cult classic. It is on some streaming stuff. I think it's on Tubi, maybe? Probably. I wonder if that's why I didn't know that this was an Indonesian movie when it came out. Because I was like, Satan Slave sounds familiar, and I kept going about my business. I wonder if that's why. Because I had probably mm. heard about the original, and then I got it mixed up in my brain because I don't have memory. Um, <laughs> so I was like, nah, it, it's something else. I wasn't Spider-Man. No. Um, so like... <laughs> But the original is Indonesian, and I believe it's from nineteen, like the late seventies. So I'm running up check it bitch. out. Let me know if it's yeah. any good. 
But <laughs> to go back to your point of the bookends and the boyfriend saving the day, giving them more of the story, it does feel a lot like when we start figuring out the shit that our family was into, because you never know when you're a child. But as you get older, you're like, that was sus that that person was always around. That was sus that one time we all left the house. What was going on? <laughs> and so I, if we all are gagged by the shit we find out about our families, I just think about what this family must be experiencing as they are still living in it. <laughs> I'm still catching hands from Satan. <laughs> from fucking Satan. Not just like like a, a lesser demon. Listen. No, this is fucking Satan. This is name brand. Beelzebub himself. <laughs> themselves. Let's, this is not store bra. This is name brand. This is this is the original. <laughs> like, he, he's literally like, no, this debt will be paid tonight. I'm coming myself. And I was like, oh, no, no. You fucked up and you found out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sheree, how many drinks are you giving this one? Before this recording, I was trying to figure out if it was a 4 or 4.5, but I think it's a 4.5 because it, it it's so fucking strong. It's so fucking strong. And again, I don't know if it's better or not as good as the first one or just as good because it's just so fucking strong and it never happens. I, I mean, I agree. In my mind, it is it is better than the first one because I love how it expands the world. It make, it takes what they did in the first one and makes it even bigger. So this one to me is a five. I'm giving this a full five drinks. My first so far since we started doing this. Oh my god, a five from Crinchington. Who is you? You is too spicy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I fucked with this movie. I. We'll watch it again. I'll make other people watch it. I, yes. I yes. also love that they don't feel long because usually when we no. get movies that are this quality, it's like, let me waste an hour with vibes. And Mr. Anwar is like, let's get to it. We got demons. <laughs> we got enough. You right. want these demons? No, this one, you want these the, demons? <laughs> right. So the first movie is an hour 47 or 40. Yeah. An hour 47, and this one is an hour 59. So it's roughly 10. This one's 10 minutes. The second one is 10 minutes. And not a second is wasted. Like, literally not one second. Because usually when movies are over an hour and a half, I'm like, you could have trimmed some stuff. I can't think of anything I would get rid of in either movie. No. And again, it's because he literally was like, we got demons. Are you in or are you out? And we were obviously in. And I love that. (laughs) It wasn't like, and also past trauma, and also this other thing, and also here's some side characters over here that have nothing to do with anything, but I just want them because I feel like I like these people as actors and family. It was like, this is the house, this is the steeple, all these people in danger. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Agreed. Hands down. So good. Uh, all right. That is our thoughts on Satan's Slaves and Satan's Slaves to communion uh next week we're going to be covering disturbing behavior that's right y'all we're going to the 90s with miss katie holmes and her side eye uh it's going to kick off our final theme of the year hit me baby one more time um and uh, baby baby how was i supposed to know <laughs> really enough Brittany was supposed to be a guest star on dawson's creek it never happened but had it happened, there'd be even more to talk about in that episode. <laughs> but I also have to say, I think that this might be our secret shared favorite double feature of this month, correct? 
Yeah, followed closely behind Evil Dead and Evil Dead Rise. Also, Creep was good. Like, true. That's the that's the top those, three for sure. Yeah, and Insidious and Hills of Eyes are just kind of hanging out over there. Well, Hills of Eyes is definitely the bottom of the bowl. So I love that because <laughs> love you, Wes. We, we love we you, Wes. love Wes Craven. So the fact that he can show up one month and not be the top earner, I love that for him. He's like, I've already got the job. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> right. I already had the title credit, so here we are. Right? Your podcast ain't meant for me, bitches. Have fun with that shit. Look. <laughs> it's a big move. Thanks, Uncle Wes. <laughs> right. All right, y'all. Well, again, thank you everyone for listening and supporting us here on Fear Street. As always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye.